0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters, welcome to Shake Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Magana. And now, a word from your sponsor. Hey, this is Dan McGaina. I'm with telling you about Anchor Podcasting. Anchor Podcast is what I'm using, and you could have it too. It's a free and easy way to make your podcast on your phone or computer, and they'll even distribute it for you through Apple, Spotify, Google, or many other ones. It's easy to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Look forward to you getting on your own podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters, welcome to the Shake Hands Podcast. My guest here today, Ryan Salas and his boy Eli. Ryan, how you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. You got off work? Oh yeah, a lot of running around. And your boy Eli, you're still in high school, yeah? Yep, doing pretty good. I'm a sophomore this year. Eli's a sophomore at East High School. East High School is the school that your father went to. Tell me about your past in in wrestling. I know that you come from, oh, if you don't know, the Salas family you probably haven't ever saw Waterloo wrestling because you got a bunch of them. Your father was a coach and you got other families coach. Tell me a little bit about your history as a wrestler and maybe some of the people in your family that wrestled.
1: Uh, growing up in Waterloo, pretty much like you said, you know, my father was on the coaching staff at uh, East High for quite some time. So I was kind of raised, if you will, in the sport itself, going with my dad to tournaments. Um, both me and my brothers, even though both my other brothers turned out to be basketball players, I was the only Salus out of my dad's group that stuck with it. Uh, all my uncles all on my dad and my mom's side, they both wrestled. My mom's from Cresco. Um, other than that, for the it, most part... Kirk Salas relate to you? Kirk Salas is my uncle, yes. Okay. He was a state champ. Darnell Salas was a state champ. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. I know I'm forgetting quite a few of them, but like I said, every Salas has wrestled at least once or twice. And
0: you wrestled? You wrestled in high school? Um, did you do any wrestling after that or pursue anything or want to wrestle after that? or? Yeah, yeah, I went up to uh, I wrestled for
1: Millboy, Boy Coach Jim Miller up there at Wartburg for a couple of years, and uh, some life changing events happened, especially with nine eleven. It it just really struck home, so I put my college career on hold and joined the service, and did a couple stints overseas, and yeah. came back and tried to
0: pick up the pieces. You Thank know. you for the service. Obviously, no I mean that's that's respectful right there. So now. You've wrestled. You wrestled at East Waterloo, and now you got a son, Eli, and Eli's following you in your footsteps, and he's wrestling in East Waterloo. Now, is that the weight you wrestle? What weight are you wrestling, Eli?
2: Uh, this year, I plan on wrestling about one fifty-two, maybe push it to get to forty-five. What about you? Uh, is that your weight class?
1: My last year at Wartburg, I was one forty-nine. <laughs> solid muscle. Solid muscle. Solid so, muscle. Definitely different builds between me and him. Um, I can definitely say this. This is. His work ethic is second to none, so maybe he just packed a little more muscle on sooner
0: than dad. So your dad was a coach at East High, and you actually coached at East High. some. Uh, When did your dad get you into wrestling?
1: Um, I begged for the first two or three years, if I remember it. I want to say I was six, and he threw me in a tournament that was 10 and under, and I lasted 30 seconds all three matches combined, Mm -hmm. and I quit. And I came back (laughs) that next year, and then... Pretty much after that, I joined the House of Pain Wrestling Club with Johnny Galloway, and he kind of kept me going after that. I still see Galloway
0: around the way. Is he out (laughs) in Nebraska now, has he moved back to Iowa City? No, he's
1: still out there in Nebraska. He's a head coach. I can't remember the school off the top of my head, but it's uh, Omaha is where he's at. So he's doing quite well.
0: And so now you're wrestling. What
2: what age did you start wrestling? That I don't really know. It kind of bobbled between back and forth. I mean, my dad was obviously the coach of East High, so I kind of went up there with him just like he did with his dad. So I think I started around, seriously, around second grade, and it was actually with the Bunker Wolves for a year. And then that's when I kind of started going back to East High because my dad started to open up the Future Trojan Wrestling Club. So like the core ones were me, Kate and Herman, and then so he opened that up and I kind of went in there and more guys came in, and that's where all my wrestling career started, I guess.
1: So Future Trojans, how long have they been around? They've been around, the late Willie Gadsden actually started that when he was at East. kind of how that unfolded, if you will, as far as there was a completely, un, I guess you could say, untouched market, if you will, on the East Waterloo side. Just a lot of kids in general in the Waterloo area didn't have the the resources if you would, wanted to uh, to wrestle. So still had a good thing going on. That's when uh, me and Coach Katzen kind of put a plan together, and that's when I felt it was best if I would step aside and try to touch those kids and start bringing some more kids into East that are, actually have the fundamentals, not just wet behind the ears kind of deal. It's like, no, it's we know what we're doing, it's business. You come in as a freshman, you want a state title, you want more, you want a national title. You're just not you know, going through the process, if you will, and smoking and joking around kind of deal.
0: So it sounds like about eight years at, at, at the Future Trolling, give or take a couple years with building years there, you kind of been going through. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. From-
1: the, fr- the first two mm-hmm. years, I can honestly say were pretty rough. Uh, I remember going to tournaments, people taking our gear and throwing them under the bleachers. and. You know, I want to say it was year four. We won Super Pee Wee State, and we kept that core group together and kind of start building off of them. And I can honestly say Eli, my son, and Caden Herman are like the first kids that truly started from a young age, went all the way through. We've had other kids there. Tyrell Gordon, he started seventh and eighth grade. Anthony Watson introduced him, another club coach. Um, Quaylen Phillips, he was one that Willie Gatson, he was kind of the last kid that Gatson was able to, you know, put hands on and really work with, per se, but uh, we put some notable kids out there, and they represent our club and community quite well, and we hope to further that.
0: For those of you who don't know, when he talks about Willie Gaskin, yes, that is the father to Kyvan Gaskin, the man who just wanted ice cream after he won his national title a couple years back. Willie passed away from cancer. Uh, He was a coach at East High, and I know he is is beloved there. I work at East High, and, and, and to this day, people still have uh, much respect for him uh, and his stories of him and what he's done for kids. It, it still goes on. Uh, so now that you've got the future Trojans, you got them coming into high school. Do you got any other future Trojans coming up into high school this year besides Caden and, and uh, him? I know you, you're kind of working with the Wolves a little bit over there in Evansdale because a lot of those kids are going to, yep. to East High as well.
1: We're actually doing quite a bit now with the Evansdale Wolves. Um, when it comes to future Trojans side, we kind of got a, a dull, if you will, as far as that eighth grade portion. We have sixth and seventh graders not too many eighth graders. We have one. Uh, little Henderson, he'll be coming up. Uh, once he buckles down, he's going to be okay. But as far as with the Wolves, they put in three freshmen that's going to be in there this year. Um, they're going to be solid once they kind of get seasoned, if you know what I mean. And that that was the big portion there between future Trojan and Wolves, us starting to work together. We're starting to open up more and hit more tournaments together as a whole. Yeah. So they can kind of expose them. This is what else is out there on both ends.
0: I've definitely seen that. Um, so uh, you're working with the Wolves. Your kids are in high school. What grade are you in now, Eli? Uh, I'm going to be a sophomore this Sophomore, year. all right. And uh, you went to districts last year. How did you do there?
2: Uh, districts didn't go as planned. Uh, we ended up bumping up a weight class just because we thought we had a better chance of making it out. So first round I won. Second round I lost to a pretty tough kid, Caden Langrick, as yep. some of you guys know uh then i wrestled christian simpson from cedar falls he beat me earlier in the year by like six i think but uh the district's match to get my wrestle back i lost by one point so it was kind of heartbreaking i mean so you
0: set goals for this year i suspect oh yeah what are those goals
2: well first off is to make it state and then after that hopefully my ultimate goal is to win a state title this year
0: all right and and him being your son, have you helped him try to, or have you just kind of encouraged his goals? Have you helped him to uh, foster and develop those goals and chase after him?
1: When it, when it comes to me, as far as coaching him, I'm always here to answer questions, but I want him coachable, meaning coachable. When I say that, you know, there's a lot of guys, even when I was at Wartburg Wrestling, that through their training, they're so micromanaged when they get a chance to go by themselves and really commit to their own regiment per se, whether it be school, uh, a job and practice, they can't quite function. So I'm letting him kind of do his own training as far as uh, weights, diet, schoolwork. He does his own uh, school uh, schedule, but he also messes, not messes around, but uh, contacts crews with Immortal.
0: Yeah, I was he going to ask about that. In today's day and age, a lot of kids are, are, are wrestling at their home school clubs, and they're also hitting an elite club where they can maybe get some partners that they don't get to see at home all the time. Yes. So he spoke about Cruz. Uh, how long have you been working out up there? That's at you and I.
2: Yeah, I've been working out with them as soon as Elite kind of stepped away and Immortal came in the picture is kind of when I joined. So probably about my sixth grade summer, seventh grade year, and they've really helped me like develop my wrestling skills both on and off the mat uh great people up there great coaches yeah, wow. i heard they got some new mats going on up oh, there oh yeah <laughs> we haven't been able to practice we didn't practice uh monday and hopefully we practice tomorrow we're supposed to have a practice tomorrow but I was looking at some instagram stories today and <laughs> it doesn't yeah, look ready. Yeah, it doesn't look that ready, but I'm hoping we get in tomorrow. All
0: right, you've been wrestling a long time.
2: What's a what's a favorite memory?
0: Maybe you have of wrestling uh throughout the years. Maybe a tournament or something that stuck out in your mind that you remembered that was pretty exciting for you, or just a, a funny memory possibly.
2: Probably my or an achievement. Yeah. So, schoolboy duels. Schoolboy school duels. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <But, laughs> tell me about this. He's already laughing. So, we can talk. So my first year schoolboy duels. I was a young buck. This is when I was kind of. I was debating whether I still want to wrestle or not. So first year schoolboy, didn't have anybody in my bracket at a state at 140. It was the weight class of 144 at the time. And so. You we, had one. No, we didn't. No? Because I wrestled Jared Voss for exhibition. and oh, That lasts like a minute and a half. <laughs> but so. 40, Jared Voss from West Delaware? Yeah. Oh. Hammer. He was He was. He's nice pretty, to he's me. He's all right. Yeah, he it was, nice he was nice to me. Thank you, Voss. But uh, 144 went out to school. We do, uh, Started off good. Won my first match with a pretty ugly lat drop, and then I ran a power half, freestyle obviously, and then uh, no, it was Greco, Greco, and then uh, lost every other match that whole week. Three, four very long days. I think I. I mean, think
1: he was one in 17.
2: Or no, it was and like 16. one in 14. It wasn't that much. There's eight it's duels. It, it was one. There's in eight a,
1: duels, so you got four full side, four back side, so that's eight. So add another eight for two days, 16, correct me if so I'm wrong. One in 15. That oh, new math, you might have to use
0: that, the uh, common core math, we might have yeah. to get some lines and dots out here. So uh,
2: <laughs> I went one in 15 and that was kinda, I kinda went in shutdown mode for a while, that really, but at the same time, it really gave me a wake up call. So at the same time, even though I went one in 15, it kinda strived me to, to like become a better me. Like I don't wanna keep losing, keep going all these tournaments going 0-2. But uh, one turnaround point after Schoolboy Duels was probably about a month after, when I, we were about to go to the OP for someone's birthday party. I don't know if it was my aunt or not, but uh, we're going to the OP. I stepped on the scale. I weighed probably about 158, and I was like, "Dad, I weigh 158." Like, I think I thought I was pretty light. He's like, "Yeah, he looked like it." Then <laughs> I took that as like a, I'm looking fat, so I didn't like that. So I kind of. That's when I kind of changed my diet around. I started watching a lot of videos on meal prepping, uh, different training styles, so the same old wrestling, grit, grit, didn't get so boring. So I kind of, like back then, I think I was working out four times a day. Like I was really working out, and I really got down with my diet and my training. So I I think I got down to like 130, but I was like 3% body fat. Like I had no fat in my diet. It was chicken, rice, ground turkey, rice, and eggs.
1: And I can vouch for that. He he was working to the point where we actually took him out to uh, CrossFit Kilo in Cedar Falls so he could see a dietitian as far as how much he should be taking because he was working out that much. He was actually running from here to uh, his school in the mornings at the time when that's probably just over a mile. With a rucksack. Yeah, with his backpack, school books. <laughs> but he he was he definitely was very driven. And like I said, he has the resources and the people to back him as far as either myself, Cruz, and Immortal. Uh, Kyvan Gatson also plays a big role with him, Very Tyrell, he reaches out with those Kyvan guys. Both. But uh, yeah, he sets goals and he accomplished them and a lot of times you wouldn't even know it because he doesn't even tell you, he just keeps grinding with it.
0: That's, that's really inspirational to be able to do that. So if you're out there right now and you got a little extra meat on your bones, you can get down there and make a difference.
1: Now he was 130 from like third grade all the way, he grew this way. <laughs> uh, no, I was
2: probably about 140 from like my third grade year to sixth grade year. And then I got up to like 160, and that's when I kind of brought it back down and kind of got addicted to dieting, if you will. And, I mean, I dieted the wrong way. The right way, but the wrong way. But, uh, Not enough calories. Yeah, saw my dietitian. We got meat put back on my bones. I came back uh, with the same weight, but obviously more muscle than what I was before. But, uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still dieting to this day, just... Depends on if I have to make way for a tournament or I don't.
0: Now, when you go through that transformation like that, I know your, your improvement level and the people that may have been beating you. Is there anybody that was beating you that, that you've beaten that you can look at and go, wow, I really made a jump there. I be, there was this guy that used to beat me, and maybe you're beating him now, or has that ever happened? Well, you've ran, are you, Because you changed weights, maybe you didn't wrestle yeah. the same uh, guys.
2: So that's the funny story, actually. So about my, my first grade and second grade year, I was about 130, and I wrestled guys like Chet Bus. Uh, who else was Who's boys? a heavyweight now. Yeah, Chet Bus is a heavyweight now. <laughs> Riley
1: Snell, Riley who's, a, Snell, heavyweight who's now. a
2: heavyweight now. Uh, he's Fleming, a, who he's Fleming 220, who's me. 220. I mean, so I wrestled all these big boys, and they they just kept growing. And then I got, I guess I didn't say I got smaller, but at the same time, I just didn't grow as much as they did. So that's kind of the drastic. When I was wrestling 138 last year, Fleming, uh, Fle- I think it's Fleming, right? Eastman, e- no, yeah, Eastman. Uh, he w- he was wrestling two twenty. He made the state. Riley Snell, heavyweight, made it to state. Chet Bus almost made the state. Sadly, so these are guys you wrestled, yeah. and they're going to state. Yeah, I. I've, I've so you wrestled. know
0: you're, you're just a little bit yeah. behind them. You're yeah. on their tail. Five way. So that player, was the same. Right? <laughs> <as> five <laughs>
1: class. When we would uh, when we would go to these tournaments, we knew nobody because they were a completely different weight class. difficult and if you look at a lot of their profiles, like on track, which we hate to do, but we do sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah these kids say he was wrestling 140 and the year before these kids are like 112 you know so they're hitting growth spurts catching him when he's kind of
2: leveled off kind of flatlined the past two years i've been sticking around 140 160 or not 140 145 160 ish but uh some definitely some tough tough guys uh came up from different weight classes they obviously looked fuller, <laughs> and I kind of just stayed the same Which
0: Well, I can vouch. I, I know that you look a lot different. I've seen you since you was a young guy, and, and you definitely improved physically as well as technically. Um, you talk about the uh, track wrestling and the, the the way wrestling has changed and the technology coming into it. Now, do you ever look at track wrestling? I know that in high school, a lot of people don't tell their kids. They, they don't want their kids to look at track wrestling. But let's be honest, I mean, they got phones. They can look it yeah. up themselves. So if you, if, you, if you don't teach them to be prepared, if they're gonna look it up, then they're gonna be shocked and endearing the headlights when they see a guy's won state titles or done really yeah. well. So do you look at that and how does that play into you? Is it just something like, okay, it's just, it is what it is? Or do you kind of plan around things?
2: So personally, uh, my dad does a lot of my like, bout number watch and he don't tell me who I have, which I like. So he'll tell me my bout number. If you don't tell me, then I'll look it up myself. But as far as looking at guys' track and their credentials, I don't really care. Because I'm going to go out there and wrestle the same way I always do. So it doesn't matter if they're first year or they're three-time state champ. I'm going to go out there and try to wrestle to the best of my ability.
0: Now in college, they got a brick. Would you like to see that instilled in high school?
2: That I, I would like to see as long as like many people disagree with But I like to see riding time. But then again, I don't want to see it because guys will just sit on top and not do anything. So I think riding time could be a pro and a as well as the brick. I think the brick can be used in many situations that could be used in such as like state finals or even just anywhere at state would be a huge help to many guys.
0: Yeah. What about you, Dad? How you feel about the brick, the riding time, any of those college rules you'd like to see instilled in high school?
2: Well,
1: riding time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm four. I mean, obviously, if, if you got three minutes of riding time and no back points, something's got to give. You know what I mean? That that's a boring match. That's how we're going to get more kids into sport. As far as we need to score points, we need to have offense going. We need to create some kind of some kind of action per se. Uh,
0: do you think if they add the riding time, that they, they're not going to call it? That isn't stalling still being used, or do you think kids will try to ride and not try to turn well, to it, get that point? it's
1: easy to jump on sides, hip to hip kind of deal, or you know. Uh, there's so many ways. You and I both know. I, I could ride a guy out and look like I'm trying yeah. to turn him, but really I'm i, I actually try to teach kids look
0: short time, yeah, 20 yeah. seconds
1: and stuff. But it's uh, like kind of kind of piggyback what Eli said. I see pros and cons, but I, the writing time, I think that'll take away from scoring on top yeah. per se. I'd I'd love to see kids when they're on top turn in, you know, just don't hang out, get the bonus points. You know, right. that's how team titles are won. Get the bonus points. You don't see guys from like Penn State. I know. I know a lot of people. Are like, oh, Penn. State. Well, they pin. They pin people. You yeah. know what I mean. They get on top and they grind it out. As far as the brick, I've been on the USA scene for a while and I got some good experiences as far as challenging calls and yellow card. I've been yellow carded before because <laughs> I challenge a challenge and break down a communication, so it could be good both ways. I think you need to be educated before you put the brick in play as far as why it is there. Thank don't you, take advantage of it. You know. Throw it out there just for extra break uh, for your yeah. guy, kind of
0: <laughs> yeah. like that guy. Good so. break. Yeah, I'm tired. Go yes. break out, coach. Yep. Challenge yeah. it. Um, another one would be the out of bounds rules. I know they're they're changing that in high school. They've been they've been going more towards the college version of out of bounds. They're not there yet. Do you like that they're going towards that, um, or do you you think that it's just unnecessary? I think it's
1: it's going to create more action when you think about it. I mean, the sport is always trying to evolve to create to create that. Just simple fact. Back in my day, it was untie the shoelace, tie it back up kind of deal. Well, now tape it up. Let's get this match moving kind of deal. Uh, I'd love to see it. Like I said, that's how we're gonna get kids more involved as yeah. far as creating action, make these guys wrestle. Nobody likes you know, high five each other and just dance in a circle. you
0: know. Now, That's I see you great. got you got a little beard going on there. And they've talked That's about right. in high school allowing kids to have possibly a, a thin mustache or beard as long as it's uh, within a short distance where you can still see the skin underneath. Or do you like to make it where they're clean shaven? You know, from a medical standpoint,
1: I... I... I know a lot of kids that would break out from shaving yeah. with the chemicals yeah. on the mat, things like that. I don't have a problem with
0: it. I, I agree. It As a matter of fact, I remember having kids going and looking for razors and finding one in the bottom of the trainer's box, and it was all rusty, but that's the only one you got. and If you're going to wrestle, you better go shave with it. And that was shot. sketchy, yeah. to say the least. Now, what about the hairnet stuff? I know that there was a, yeah. a big a thing uh, not too long ago last year with a, a gentleman who was forced to cut his dreadlocks off. Um, do you like having the hairnet? Do you want it, want the hairnet removed? Do you like the hair rule? What do you see with that? What is your stance?
1: The hair rule, as far as it, it, it's hair. I think it's going to bother. If you have long hair, it's going to bother you more than it's going to bother me because yeah. it's going to be in your face. If you can deal with it, I can deal with it. You know, Do away with the headgear. I mean, all that good stuff. I think it's up to the person. As far as the hairnet, how many times have you seen them stop, readjust it, put it back on? I mean, you, you got to have the right... Uh, gear, per se, for, the, for that to work. Um, for the most part, how many kids do? Yeah. How many times have you seen kids take it off, put it back on, and refit it, things like that, but if the kid has long hair, let them wrestle. If they got a little stubbly right here, let them wrestle.
2: That's their choice, especially with the hair.
0: What about braces? You got You don't have braces yet? Have you had braces? Braces, no. Oh. Luckily, A lot I, of kids I have I braces, they them. make them wear a mouth guard now. I, mean, it's I can
2: metal see. Metal in the
1: mouth, yeah. I, I would say wear a mouth guard. Even him, I all it takes is one
2: good chop. I just shipped the tooth about three <laughs> days ago. That That's
0: a really pretty, hot pretty hot common go. experience, chipping the tooth. Um, um. So if you could go back. Oh, I, I also want to shoot a shout-out. Ryan's dad was a wrestler and a wrestling coach. He was a wrestling coach over at East High as well, so he's following his dad's footstep, Punchy Salas. Uh, he retired from uh, coaching. I want to give a shout-out. He retired from coaching just, what, two years ago, was it? Three years uh, ago? From a junior high, yes. He Three, for, I think. Three, so he did yeah. high school for a long time, then he was junior high. Yep, and then he stepped away from that, and now
1: he just kind of follows his grandkids around. And he
0: received was, an award, I believe, the year before last last year at the at the Battle of Waterloo, didn't he? Yep,
1: it was through, uh, actually, the, 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 I don't know if that's public yet, as far as oh. with the Battle of Waterloo. <laughs> right. um, I think that's still in the works, but as far as he got a Lifetime Achievement Award through the school with East High. Okay, Dallas, I knew there was something. Yeah, dedicated to him from his past wrestlers. And
0: things yeah, I want like to give shout out because he had a big yeah. part in helping me get to where I was in wrestling. Um, so if you could go back, I'm going to ask you the same thing, so then if you could go back to younger you and look at Eli when maybe he was starting the fifth, sixth grade, what would you tell yourself?
2: I would just tell him just grind it out. I mean, you're because at first, like when I was doing my transformation, if you will, I mean, I didn't like it. I was doing it because he called me fat, basically, and I just wanted to keep going. So. Not
1: in those words. I will go
2: back. I did not call you fat. But, I just said but, we but got room to improve. But once I started actually working out, eating healthy, I started to actually like it, and that's why I became like, dude, this is my thing. So I'll just tell myself, just try it out, because you know you're gonna like it, and I would I tell myself to this day, if I would have made jumps like I did my seventh to eighth grade year, when I was in fourth grade, go fourth to fifth, fifth to sixth, I would be, my, I just would be a much better wrestler all around, but coulda, shoulda, would I mean, Aren't you young for your grade as well? Yeah. I think um, you were. I remember seeing that before. I mean, before. I'm not old, but yeah. at the same time, I, I wrestle with some kids. Like, I don't know. Uh, i not going to name any names, but, like, a <laughs> couple kids that I wrestle, like, eighth grade year that could be sophomores. Yeah. Which I agree with it, don't agree with it. But, I mean. Well, like you, USA. I don't mean to cut you
1: off. He's yeah. a freshman.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As a freshman. So, I mean,
1: that'd be about where, cause I was eighth grade when I wrestled, I was a cadet in eighth grade, yeah. going into it and stuff. And
0: same his little
1: brother, Kyler, uh, he chooses right. to do freestyle, yeah. who knows
0: with My him. son, is the same way, yeah. There's He'll a lot a of eighth graders that eighth grade are cadets, graders, yeah. and that's more and more popular, yep. um, even to the point where a lot of people are holding back kids, specifically just for wrestling. wrestling or I won't say wrestling, because wrestling is actually behind the curve on this, cause football and basketball have been doing it yeah. for as long as I can remember, especially down south with football. Um, there's kids in Iowa doing it. I mean, I personally, to each their own. It's your kid. You're raising them. It's your choice. So it doesn't really matter if if anything. It should catch up in the long run anyway. I mean, obviously, short term it would help most kids, but you know that's on each individual. Um, do you have any views on that or? Is-
2: my eighth grade year, I actually tried to get you to hold me back.
0: <laughs> Usually, the parents want to yeah. hold the kids. See, yeah. the
2: thing is, Eli's too smart
1: for his own. Yeah, career. yeah. So See, that, that's the like, thing. Test, yeah. test scores weren't lying with him. You got to
0: drop the ball in the classroom. Yeah. No, yeah. do not drop the ball yeah, in the no, classroom. No, yeah. I'm no, kidding.
1: No, no. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's it's one of those deals we joke around. Like you know, Kyler has a late birthday in July, so we started him in preschool where he should have, and he was testing right at standard level, state level, if you will, but from a parent standpoint I'm watching my son he, you know he was tired he was you can just tell I don't like using the word mature for that age but I talked to other educators bo- both my parents being retired I kind of asked them how would they feel if he just did another year of high school or a uh, preschool what it could do for him and the, the one thing I heard nobody's ever regretted holding their child back for academics till they get it and so Kyler did another year of preschool and he's in all Excel classes now. And it was probably the best thing we've could have done. Not even looking at the sports aspect of it. Yeah. Just his social aspect. How he now he was he's able to communicate with his peers a lot better than
0: that first year in preschool. Conducts
1: himself. More yeah, better. he was just pretty immature and that and that's that, sure.
0: that actually happens a lot. i think schools sometimes push kids along and sometimes they're not ready and schools are actually more hesitant to hold kids back with the no child left behind act so sometimes i think there's some politics played in that that could uh It could obviously play into how people are doing it. And then there's the sports aspect, absolutely. I mean, Texas is famous for doing it. The Texas Redshirt for football. And uh, Southern down in North Carolina, I know that it was a big common thing for basketball players to do it. So the same question I asked him earlier. What would you tell young Ryan? Young Ryan, maybe high school Ryan, looking back now, or junior high Ryan, what would you tell him? You know, between... Me and me and
1: Eli, we have completely different paths. Uh, meaning, with that said, you know, we joke around all the time. I'm like, you, you got to win your own titles. You got to create your own, what you may call legacy, if you will. There's so many saluses out there. You know, there's only one Eli. Eli needs to make his own name for himself. Um, so the one thing I had, and I still tell him to this day, you have like this much time to be a student athlete. You got this much time to work, get a job, party with your friends, do whatever you want. You have a small window that you need to take whatever advantage. Of. Yeah, and take advantage of. <laughs> But I can honestly say he has a lot more resources available to him as far as with the college here. Um, just the relationships he built with other wrestlers that he can go train at this place whenever he wants or here. Or,
2: you know. Go out to Kilo.
1: And yeah, arming. just things arming. like that. Like I said, it's like so Whatever he gets out of wrestling, I mean the work ethic's there. It's going to carry over to school, which obviously it has, a job, right. just life in general. you know, It helped me through my military career. Life skills. So yeah, this much time to be a student athlete, take advantage of it, leave it all
0: out there. I I 100% agree with that. Uh, So another question I would have is you being a coach, I've been a coach, I know what it's about. And you look back on your first couple years of coaching, think, man, you know what? I wish I would have done this different maybe as a father of a wrestler. Is there anything coaching him through his years that maybe you look back and think, you know what, maybe I should have pushed more, pushed less, said this, not said this, went here, didn't go here? Is there anything like that that you wish would have been different with his career or that maybe you are taking advantage of with Kyler?
1: Well, between Kyler and Eli, two different personalities, yeah. Yeah. 100% if you know Kai Kai. Uh, when it comes to Eli, Eli. You know, his first part of his life, I was going overseas. So when I left, he was crawling. I came home. He was already walking and talking, if you will. So it was a little person that I definitely had to re-get to, you know, connect with. He, uh, as far as the coaching aspect with him, he was definitely a challenge because he was a bigger kid. So I can honestly say, and he was smiling. It's like, I didn't wrestle like a big guy. So I definitely had to re evaluate how i coached him i would have been little less i don't think i would have been as hands-on with eli i'll go after you just keep going <laughs> no it's it's yeah. so you know i yelled i yelled a lot, a lot. but it's one of those deals of, if you look at where i was before that for the first couple of years yeah. it's the military mindset so yeah. i tell you to do something you're gonna do it and it's for a good reason don't ask why i'm just telling you to do it trust me trust the process eli had an excuse for everything so it was instantly right here. Um, Kyler on the other hand, Kyler's one of those kids that, I mean, you can do this to him and he really doesn't crack that much. I mean, he, he's pretty strong-minded unless Big Brother's wrestling him. Big Brother can get him to
2: crack pretty <laughs> quick.
0: But So you said you were gonna go at him? What but, do you uh, have to say on that?
2: Yeah, so I mean, the thing is like, yeah, he was gone, but he still came back in and like, did everything a normal dad would do. But uh, I think it was just the fact that I wasn't used to his coaching style because I've never been – I've been coached like, come on, buddy. You can do this, not – soft. Yeah. <laughs> Too many hugs and high fives are given. Yeah. But uh, I remember I used to hate going to wrestling practice. I just wanted to go to tournaments. But, uh, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. But uh, at, the, at the same time, oh. it was, every night I would have to do my push-ups. I would try to get out of them no matter what I do. My bedtime would be at 9.30. I'd be like, gosh, I made it. I would be going to my room and he'd be like, do you do your push-ups? I'm like, dang it, no.
1: 9.31, that light would come back on. Like, let's go. Let's hit them. So,
2: so at that time, it was little chunky, Eli. I couldn't really do a push-up. So it would just be a yell session. And so I would maybe do one out of my 20 I was supposed to hit. And then I would go to bed crying. <laughs> and now all I hear is him yelling at.
0: They look at you now. You're in high school. You're yeah. a great wrestler. I mean, sometimes you got to go through the fire to get to the other side. You know. No
1: <laughs> it's it's trust the process. Like yeah. I said, you're fine.
0: Yeah. So the one thing before we go, we're near the end of our session. I wanted to notice that uh, you don't have cauliflower here and your father does. What's up with that? Are you more responsible? Here, you right? do? Wait. Oh, no,
1: I can vouch for it. So oh. he actually this. Oh, was...
2: baby cauliflower. I see it. No, they actually took it out. Oh. He had about. So, funny story. Same side, too. Funny okay, Funny story, go ahead. yeah. So, second year schoolboy, shout out to Tate Nacklemore. It was a uh, Greco camp. I think he clubbed me or went head inside something. And then we went back to the hotel, and I was just talking how I never want a a fire I don't want anything about it. And then Kale Peterson was like, dude, you have a cauliflower. like, no, I don't. You're just saying that. So, I go in the mirror. Sure enough, there is a big old tomato there. And then uh, right after schoolboy duels... And then after Schoolboy Duels, I went to uh, I went to uh, Ames Camp, the Team Dresser Camp, and uh, as I'm as I'm at the Dresser Camp, I'm wrestling with no headgear, and so my ear just inflated completely, <laughs> and uh, Mrs. Allie, or uh, not Allie, uh, Joanna already drained it. And then like a week later, I went to the actual doctor's office and they took a whole blood clot out of my ear. Wow.
0: Hey, we'll, we'll finish on that note then. I want to thank you. Got cauliflower. Now you need a state yep, title. Good. Thank, thank you, Ryan Ellis. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you yes. for shaking hands on the Shake Hand Podcast. Take care.
2: Thank you. She has no
3: tire. Give it all you got, push it to the max. You know you gon' hit the top. Just give it all you got, push it to the max, and the maximum. Push it to the maximum, push it to the limit. Give it all you got, just give it all you got. Push it to the max, to the maximum. Push it to the maximum. Say you got a dream, then you don't have to fight when you step into that ring. Just know that this is your life. Second chances tonight. 12 state titles, you who they wanna be like. See your target and attack it. You the kid that nobody wants and they bracket. And if they end up with you, it's time to practice. Apparently you scare these parents because you smashing kids. I bet you got potential to accidentally crack some ribs. You the champion, everybody can tell. So let them know that you the hammer, not the nail. We reppin' IA, let's show them that we winners. You a beast and I'm a beast, it's time for dinner. I said Maximus, push it to the maximum. Show them what you got on that man and get the smashing on. You could know? be the greatest and you could be the best. Just give it all you got till you got nothing left. So just push it to the limit, give it all you got. Push it to the max, you know you gon' hit the top. Just give it all you got. Push it to the, max, to the maximum, push to the maximum. Push it to the maximum, push it to the limit is the limit at the limit give it out you got out you got